Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello, welcome and welcome back. Shabbat Shalom. It's been a very hectic week for me. I want to say some um, announcements before I start. Um, Announcement number one is uh, this past Wednesday, I um, did a re-upload of some lessons that I thought were, uh, well, of a lesson that I thought was pretty important, but I will be re-uploading from time to time um, lessons that I see that people may have missed or maybe um, they never thought were there that I've done. Also, some um, scriptural jewels that are important that I will re-upload. Um, I think there's about four or five of them, not sure. But um, as I look into my library to find out the stats, I will um, do them. I will re-upload them accordingly. That's number one. Number two, I always like to talk about myself every once in a while, a little something about myself. I have had company. I was entertaining um, family that came in from out of town. Um, just um, getting them to, um, you know, they came to visit and because I live in a new area now, we're all getting acquainted with the area. So that was something that um, we were doing. So that's another reason why for my upload. Um, I've been working on things, but since um, I've been um, entertaining, it's been a little hard to move certain lessons that I really need to get out, out. So um, I'm almost at the end of the entertaining um, time and um, we'll get back to business um, come um, Sunday. So from Sunday on, um, there will be um, the regularly scheduled uploads. Now, like I said the last time, um, when really important things come available, I will just upload it. But for the most part, I try to do it like either on a Tuesday or a Thursday, but so many things have been happening. And like I said, since I've been entertaining, I didn't get to upload, but I will probably do, um, an upload probably, um, I probably already did it by this time, probably on Friday. I probably already did it. Not sure. But there's so many things happening. Like I said, I'm entertaining and I, I my um, attention is elsewhere. It shouldn't be, but it is. Sometimes things happen. But I probably uploaded on Friday since today is the Sabbath a few things. 
But I just wanted to um, make those announcements just to let you know, because, you know, family, family's coming by. I moved in a new place. They haven't been in New York in a while. And since I live in a new area, um, they're getting re well, they're getting acquainted with the area and I'm learning more about the area myself. Um, so that's, uh, the gist of how my few weeks have been going. Um, we all know that I do pre-recorded, um, sessions until, um, I start doing lives again. So um, I will definitely let you know when the lives start again, because I am being asked when. Um, I want to say this too. We as believers, we as saints should never let what something, what somebody is doing discourage us. And case in point, um, like I, I do my lives, I used to do my lives on um on a Sabbath and just do a pre-recording. But since then you're, you know, my throat was acting up and you know, it's healing and stuff like that. And I'm not trying to push it and I've been good so far, but even if you, uh, for those people who used to go to church or whatever the case was, if something happens to the pastor, the priest, whoever, whoever that gives lessons or preaches or whatever, if something happens to them, people usually um, stop worshiping they stop um focusing on the most high you should never let anything y'all forbid if i ever had to stop doing this or anything like that your journey should always be with the most high because the most high loves you so much that he's gonna send somebody to teach you or he's gonna send somebody to um show you the way okay and i don't know if i said this before but i'm a I'm going to say it like this. And I had to say this to a couple of my loved ones. <laughs> and this is what I mean about um, never let anybody dissuade you from the most high. Not only that, don't believe that the most high is supposed to come down here as Yeshua and, and be at your beck and call. So this is what um, was told to me about, um, the most high and faith. Do not let your faith be contingent on somebody who's teaching you something, because if you are reading the Bible and being in the Bible and doing all the things that I always say with the most high, then you're going to be all right. There was a man and I'm going to use God and Jesus. Cause that's, that's what the story is about. There was a man who quote unquote, believed. this is what I mean about real belief, but just listen and you'll know. There was a man who believed in God. And he was in the boat and the boat capsized and he was in the water. So he kept praying, oh, God, help me, help me, help me get out of this water. Help me get out of this water. So he was there for days. Energy almost spent. Here comes the boat. And the people in the boat was trying to save him. He was like, I don't want this. I don't want to get in this boat. I'm waiting for God. So they leave. He's still floating around praying for God. Then another come, another boat comes. Not on the same day, but just, you know, passers by in the boat wanting to save him. Nope, he don't want to get in the boat. He waiting for God. They leave. 
By and by, he's still waiting for somebody. When he's on his last leg, a boat comes. Try to get him in the boat. He don't want to get in the boat because he's waiting for God. They leave and the man dies. When he gets up to the pearly gates, he asks the question, Oh God, why didn't you save me? And God turns around and says, I sent three boats. I say this to say, the Most High is sending people to you. But if it doesn't work out, you seek him. Okay? Don't let your faith be contingent on somebody who delivered the message because everybody has fallen short. We're not um, perfect. You know? So don't let your faith be contingent on somebody who's giving you a message. Just like David, he may be of good character, but he's still a man. Okay. And even though David knew who he was and he knew who he belonged to, he still sinned. I just want y'all to know that if I never do this again, y'all forbid, you make sure that you walk in faith no matter what. Okay. There's a reason for everything. There's a reason why um, people um, minister. There's a reason why um, you're given chance after chance after chance to go the right way. Okay. It's bigger than all of us. The most high put this in place. It's bigger than one individual. And remember, we all human beings. However, even though I would say, even though we are spiritual beings in the fleshly body. The most high say everybody going to hear about him before he get down here. Every knee going to bow. So how are you going to know if people don't tell you? I just say that to say that. But um, with that little message said, I'm going to move on with David. We are in 2 Samuel slash 2 Samuel. Um, Chapters 19, 20, and 21. Um, so we on um, number seven. I say outline, but it's really not an outline because I'm just reading it right out. So usually I would do an outline, then I'll do a cliff note. But this is important, like I said, to know these kings is important. I, and I Listen, every, um, every um, book that we go to or through, I will let you know whether I'm just reading it straight out or I'm just going to cliff note it because this is how important we have to understand. There's a main idea for, um, well, there's a main reason as to why I do this. Simply because you need to understand how the kings were, how powerful they were, how they knew who they were and they still sinned. Why? Because they did not listen. People wondering why I'm talking about today, especially in the United States, um, the children are living in the land of their captivity. Why? You're learning why, because when you don't listen, the children of those people who didn't listen suffer. And this didn't, it started with the children of Israel, but it's going to end with all the rest of the nations. This is what this uh, Bible is talking about. This is what the Bible is talking about. I'm like, I said, I need to get you out of the mind space that you've been in. Okay. You've been deceived, bamboozled. I need to get you out of that head space and get you into the real situation of the scriptures because people especially when I talk to people when I ask them about certain um books and uh, situations child you should hear the stuff that they say 
is so uh, colorful. The understanding that people have is just so left. It's on the left. And people really need to start listening. People really need to start paying attention because we're running out of time. So with that, I say, let's move on. Um, make the most high your priority. Make him your priority every day because if you make him your priority, he's going to make you his priority. And if you don't, he's not. Okay, Yeshua says something like that. He says, if you're going to be ashamed of me, I'm going to be ashamed of you. Mm-hmm. So let's move on. So now I'm going to do the highlights of these chapters. Now, you know, we still um, talking about David um, and his endeavors. So. Um, whoa, right. Knock my mic, mic over. So let me just um, read to you what the highlights are for chapter 19. And then we're going to I'm going to read it straight through. I'm going to say before. Um, I read it. These names may be butchered. I'm just saying. I'm going to do my best with these names because these names are out of this world, I'll just say. <laughs> um, okay, now we are on 2 Samuel slash 2 Samuel um, 19. 1 through 8 says, Joab causes the king to cease his mourning. Um, verses 9 and 10. Yasharel are earnest in bringing the king back. 11 through 17, David sends to the priests to incite them to Yahuda. 18 through 23, Shimshi, excuse me, is pardoned. Um, 24 through 31, um, Mephiz, uh, this is a hard one, so Mephibosheth executed. 32 through 40, uh, Barzillai dismissed and Chimham, his son, taken into the king's family. 41 through 43, Yasharel expostulate with Judah, which is Yehuda, bringing home the king without them. Now, let me just tell you about these highlights. Highlights is just a little piece of information. If I'm just reading these highlights, you're not really going to know what's going on, but these are the highlights. So we're going to go on to uh, David's endeavors. Okay. Let me get my glasses. Now, remember, I'm reading from the Amplified just because it has regular language in it. Just saying. Anyway. Um, Joab reproves David's lament and lament means mourning, crying, distress, etc. And it was told to Joab, behold, the king was weeping and mourning for Absalom. Remember, he lost his son and they killed him. So, you know, he, he got hung up on that tree, but then they, two of the men who were supposed to be under David went and took it upon themselves to kill him. When David said to spare him, we did this last week. So I'm on to, so the victory on that day was turned into mourning for all the people, for the people heard it and said on that day, the king grieved for his son. The people stole into the city that day 
as people who were humiliated and shamed steal away when they retreat in battle. But the king covered his face and cried out with a loud voice. He must have really been mourning. And yeah, that's understandable. But if David would have did what he was supposed to do, remember, he's a king to other people, but he's a father to his children. And he wasn't acting like that. Okay. There's a lot of people that's able to tell somebody else what to do, but they can't even fix their own house. Just saying. Anyway. But the king covered his face again and cried out with a long, uh, with a loud voice, my son, Absalom, oh, Absalom, my son, my son. So Joab came into the house to the king and said, today you have put on all your service, you have put all your service to shame, who this day have saved your life and the lives of your sons and your daughters and the lives of your wives and concubines. For you love those who hate you and hate those who love you. Hmm, that's interesting. For you have shown today all commanders and servants are nothing to you. For today, I know that if Absalom had lived and all the rest of us had died today, you would be pleased. He's saying this to the king. How dare he? Now, he's the one who secretly killed Absalom. Just saying. So now stand up and go out and speak kindly and encouragingly to your servants. For I swear by the most high that if you do not go out, listen to him swearing, because you ain't supposed to be swearing. That's a, one of the laws. If you do not go out, not a man will stay with you tonight. And this will be the work. This will be worse for you than all the evil that has come upon you from your youth until now. This is um, Joab saying this. David restored as king. Then the king stood up and sat by the gate. And they told all the people, the king is sitting at the gate. And all the people came before the king. But Yasharel, which is um, Absalom's troops, had fled every man to his tent. All the people were quarreling throughout the tribes of Yasharel, saying, the king accused us from the hands of our enemy, rescued us from the hands of our enemies, and he saved us from the hands of the Philistines. You see, they keep fighting with the Philistines. But now he has fled out of the land of Absalom, from Absalom. And Absalom, who we anointed over us, has died in battle. So now, why are you leaders doing nothing about bringing back the king? This is what the people are saying. Then King David sent word to Zodak, and Abithiah, the priest saying, say to the elders of Yahuda, why are you the last to bring the king back to his house in Jerusalem? Since the word of all Yasharel has come to the king and to his house, you are my brothers. You are my bone and my flesh. He's talking about the children of Israel, his bone and his flesh. Why is that important? Because it is, it pertains to the new Testament too. When the most high said only go to the lost sheep of Israel. Did he say go anybody else? No. The only person who went to the Gentiles slash heathens was Shaul. I just wanted to say that just to let you know, because the children of Israel, uh, David is saying, you are my brothers. You are bone and my flesh. You are my bone and my flesh. Yes, they are. Literally. The children of Israel are the bone and the flesh of Yaakov, the man Israel, nobody else. That's what I was saying. 
Why then are you the last to bring back the king? Say to Asama, Amasa, excuse me, Amasa, the commander of Absalom's troop, why are you not my bone and my flesh? May the Most High do so to me, and more also, if you will not be commander over my army from now on in place of Joab, oh my. In this way, he changed the hearts of all the men of Yahudah as one man, meaning everybody was on one accord. So they sent the word to the king, return you and all your servants. So David returned and came to the Yarden, which they called Jordan. And the supporters from Yahudah came to Gilgal to meet King David, to escort him across the Yarden. And Shimei, the son of Gerah, the Benjamite of Bahurim, hurried and came down to the men from the tribe of Yahudah to meet King David, and a thousand men from the tribe of Benjamin with him. And Ziba, Ziba the servant of the house of Shaul, and his 15 sons and 20 servants, with him rushed down to the yard and before the king i want to say something before i move on you're going to notice all these little nuances but you're going to miss them but i'm gonna bring them to the forefront of your mind the children of israel's fighting each other what does the law say don't fight each other love one another respect one another that's the law how many laws have they been breaking how many laws have the children of israel been breaking why are the children of israel scattered because they don't listen they don't listen. They never listen. Is the law making people perfect? No, the law is not making people perfect, but you're supposed to stay in the parameters of them. This is for your own good, simply because they are moral and ethical laws. Okay. I'm just letting you know. The most high didn't put these laws into place just to be exercising. But you see, um, they, they're breaking them. All the children of Israel fighting amongst each other. And it never changed. The things that the children of Israel was doing back then, they still doing today. They don't listen to one another. You get five of them in the room together. Child, somebody's pulling somebody's hair out, poking somebody else in the eye. That's what they do. You know who the children of Israel are. They never change. Their attitudes never change. The Most High said this. Okay? I want you to look at all the nuances because I need you to know who the children of Israel are and what their MO is, method of operation. They do the same stuff. Different people, same nonsense. Okay? All the children of Israel. You know who they are. Most high said my children are stupid. Okay? They don't have to do the right thing. They're doing the wrong thing. So you already know. All roads lead to the children of Israel. They've been scattered and all the rest of them. You know who the children of Israel are. They do not have unity. So if there's a people that have unity and all together, that's not the children of Israel. You better know who it is while I read these daggone scriptures. Anyway, moving on. Then they repeatedly crossed the ford to bring over the king's household and to do what pleased him. And Shimei, the son of Gera, fell down before the king as he was about to cross the yard and, and he said to the king, let not my Lord consider me guilty. Oh, he can read confess to the murder. Let not my Lord consider me guilty, nor remember what your servant did wrong on the day my Lord, the king left Jerusalem. So the king 
would take it to heart for your servant knows that I have sinned. Therefore, behold, I have come today, the first of all the house of Joseph. And you know, Joseph's name wasn't Joseph. It was Yusef. Um, to come down to meet my Lord, the King. But Abishai, the son of Zeruah said, should not Shimei be put to death for this because he cursed the Most High's anointed? Nah, David said, what business is this of yours, you sons of Zeruah, that you should be an adversary to me today? Should anyone be put to death in Yasharel today? For do I not know that today I am king over Yasharel? Therefore, the king said to Shimei, you should not be put to death. And so the king gave him his promise. And Mephibosheth, the grandson of Shaul, came down to meet King David, but he had not cared for his feet, nor trimmed his mustache, nor washed his clothes from the day that the king left until he returned in peace and safety. So when he came to Jerusalem to meet the king, the king said to him, why did you not go? Why did you not go with me, Mephibosheth? And he said, my lord, the king, my servant Ziba betrayed me. For I said, saddle the donkey for me so that I can ride on it and go with the king for your servant is lame but he took the donkeys and left without me further he has slandered your servant and that's a that's against the law slander your servant to my lord the king but my lord the king is like an angel to the most high so do what is good in your eyes for we were not for, excuse me, for war, not all of my father's household, which is family, nothing but dead men before my Lord, the King, yet you set your servant among those who ate at your table. So what right do I still have to cry out anymore to the King for help? The King said to him, why speak any more of your affairs? I said, you and Ziba shall divide the land. Mephibosheth said to the king, let him even take it all since my Lord, the king has returned to his own house in safety and in peace. Now, Basilei, the Gileite, came down from Rogelim, and went to the Jordan, which is the Jordan, to the king to escort him over the Jordan. Barillai said, was very, excuse me, Barillai was very old man, 80 years old. And he had provided the king food while he stayed in Mahaman, for he was a very great and wealthy man. The king said to Barzillai, cross over with me and I will provide you for you in Jerusalem with me. But Barzillai said to the king, how much longer have I to live that I should go up with the king in Jerusalem? I am this day 80 years old. 
Can I be useful to advise you to discern between good and bad? Can your servant waste what I drink and eat? Can I still hear the voices of singing men and women? Why then should your servant be added as a burden to the um to my lord the king? Your servant would merely cross over the yard and with the king. Why should the king compensate me with this reward? Please let your servant return so that I may die in my own city and be buried by the grave of my father and mother. But here is your servant, Chimham, Chimham, my son. Let him cross over with my Lord, the king, and do for him what seems good to you. So he's given the king his son. Remember, they all related. Let me take a water break. Different tribes stemming from each brother. The king answered him, Chimham shall cross over with me and I will do for him what seems good to you. And whatever you ask of me, I will do for you. So all the people crossed over the yard and then the king had crossed over. He kissed Barilei and blessed him and he returned to his place. And the king went on to Gilgal with Chimham with him. And all the people of Yahuda and also the half of the people from Yasharel accompanied the king. And all the men of Yasharel came to the king and said to him, why have our brothers, the men from the tribe of Yahuda, stolen you away and brought the king to his household and all David's men with him over the yard instead of waiting for us to arrive? Let me say this. Remember last week, David took his whole household and most of the kingdom across the other um, end of the Yarden, which they call the Jordan, but it's really Yarden because there wasn't no Jays 500 years ago. But he took them all over there to run away from his son who was manipulating people because he wanted to be king. This says something about David um, being able to rule people, but not his own household. And it also says something about the children of Israel. Okay, and I need you to think about all these things while I'm reading. Then all the men of Yahuda answered the men of Yasharel, because the king is a close relative to us. So why are you angry about this matter? Now they're getting ready to fight, even though they all related, all of them. Okay. Have we eaten at all at the king's expense or has anything been taken for us? Then the men of Yasharel answered, the men of Yahuda, we have 10 tribes shares to the king and we have more claim on David than you. More nonsense. Why then did he treat us with contempt and ignore us by rushing ahead? Now they're arguing about what David did prior to um, Absalom's death. This is the nonsense that they're doing, all this bickering. They sound like a bunch of women, Okay. They think women gossip. Uh-uh, honey. Men gossip more than women. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Were we not the first to speak of bringing back our king? But the words of the men of Yahuda were harsher than those of the men of Israel. Now, remember, David is from the tribe of Yahuda, but he's still of Yasharel. 
Remember, Yasharel is dividing there. So now I'm going to go to the highlights of chapter 20. And one and two says, by occasion of the quarrel, Sheba makes a party in Israel. Verse three, David's 10 concubines are put to confinement for life. And we're going to discuss that when we get to it. Four to 13, Amasa made captain over Yahuda is slain by Yohab. This is the nonsense. 14 and 15, Yohab pursues Sheba unto Abel. 16 through 22, a wise woman saves the city by Sheba's head. 23 through 26, David's officers. Let's move on. Remember, I'm still in the um, Amplified because it's just regular language. Sheba's revolt. There happened to be there a worthless and wicked man named Sheba. Man named Sheba, child. The son of Bicharai, the Benjamite, he blew a trumpet to call Yasharel to revolt and said, we have no portion in David. Here goes some knucklehead trying to go against the king. Cha, I already told you. Children of Israel's a bunch of knuckleheads. Cha, headstrong uh, meatheads. Okay. Mm -hmm. Stiff neck. Always talking trash. Always trying it. That's the children of Israel. That never changed. They don't come together. Okay? This is the problem of the children of Israel. The house of Israel need to get it together. Most I've been saying that from the Old Testament to the New Testament to now. If my children who are called by my name turn from their wicked ways and repent, I will hear from them and I will heal their lands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have yet to get it together, children of Israel. Children, blood covenant children of Israel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every man to his tents, O Israel. So all the men of Israel deserted David and followed Sheba to the son uh, the son of Bichori. But the men of Yahuda stayed faithfully with their king David. From the yard into Jerusalem. Then David came to the house, his palace, at Jerusalem. And the king took the ten women, his concubines, whom he left to take care of the house. Remember, his son Absalom had sex with all of them. So was that not a law that you're not supposed to be? Not only not see your, uh, your uh, a man's skirt or a woman's pants. I've just made that up. But a man's skirt, you ain't supposed to see a, a a man who has a wife, nobody ain't supposed to see it, especially a man, supposed to see her naked. That's his shame. And you ain't supposed to be going into another man's wife. Those are two laws. What did Absalom do? Has sex with his father's concubines. So David's about to put the concubines away. So David goes to his concubines, the 10 concubines who was left to the house and places them under guard and provided for them, but did not have sex with them any anymore, meaning did not go into them. He ain't have sex with them no more. Yeah, you still a concubine, and I know you don't have no power over my son, so I'm going to put you over here with some guards so nobody else won't mess with you, and they ain't going to hear from you no more. That's what's going to happen. So they were confined and lived as widows until the day of their death. I didn't say what I said. 
Now the king said to Amasa, the commander of his army, summon the fighting men of Yahuda to me within three days and be pre present here yourself. So Amasa went and summoned the fighting men of Yahuda, but he delayed longer than the time that David had set for him. And David said to Abishai, his nephew, now Sheba, the son of Bakari, or Bachari, any way you want to pronounce it, will do us more than harm than ask, will do more harm to us than Absalom did. Take your Lord's servants and pursue him so that he does not find fortified cities for himself and escape from our sight. So Joab went after him along with David's bodyguards, the Shirifites and Pelophites and all the warriors, and they went out from Jerusalem and pursued Sheba, the son of Bakari. When they were all at the great stone in Gibeon, Amasa came to meet them. Now, Joab was wearing his military uniform, and over it, he had a belt with a sheared sword strapped around his hips. And he went forward. It fell out. Joab said to Amasa, is it well with you, my brother? Look, listen. And with his right hand, Joab took hold of Amasa by the beard as if to kiss him in greeting. But Amasa, who had replaced Joab as David's commander, was off guard and not attentive to the sword in Joab's hand so Joab struck Amasa in the abdomen with the sword spilling his intestines to the ground without another blow, blow Amasa died you see the nonsense the treachery that's going on then Joab and Abishai his brother pursued Sheba the son of Bakari now one of Joab's young man stood by him and said, whoever favors Joab and is for David, let him follow Joab. Listen to the treachery. But Amasa was wallowing in his blood in the middle of the highway. And when the man saw that all the people who came by stopped to look, he moved Amasa from the highway into the field and threw a garment over him. When he saw that everyone who came by Amasa stopped. Rubberneckers. <laughs> the revolt uh, put down. Then the body of Amasa was removed from the highway. Everyone followed after Joab to pursue Sheba, the son of Bakari. Now Joab went through all the tribes of Yasharal to Abel, even Beth Maketh. And all the Burites, and they assembled and also went after Sheba. And all the army of Joab came and besieged Sheba in Beth Maccah. Excuse me. Besued Abel in Beth Maccah. Yes. And they built up an assaulted ramp against the city and stood against the outer rampart. And all the people who were with Joab were wreaking destruction to make the wall fall. 
Then a wise woman cried out from the city, Here, here, tell Joab, come here so that I may speak to you. So when he approached her, the woman asked, Are you Joab? He answered, I am. And she said to him, Listen to the words of your maidservant. He answered, I am listening. Then she said, In the past, people used to say, they will certainly ask advice to Abel. And so they settled the dispute. I am the one of the peaceful and the faithful in Israel. You are seeking to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why would you swallow up the inheritance of the Most High? Joab answered, far be it for me that I would swallow up or destroy. That is not true. But a man of the hill country of Ephraim, Sheba, the son of Bakari by name, has lifted up a hand in rebellion against King David. Only hand him over and I will leave the city. And the woman, the woman said to Joab, behold, his head should be thrown over the wall. Oh, my. You know, they're not playing, honey. You heard that woman say, oh, wait, I, just give me a minute. I'm going to throw his head right over the wall because you ain't going to tear this city down. Then the woman in her wisdom, hold on a minute. I'm going I'm to need this later because, child, when I do my lesson on men and women, honey, a woman in her wisdom went to all the people to inform them of the agreement. And they beheaded Sheba. Okay? And threw his head down to Joab. So she blew, so he blew the trumpet, mm -hmm, signaling the end of the attack. And they dispersed from the city, and they didn't attack the city. Every man in his own tent. And Joab returned to Jerusalem to King David. Now Joab was the commander over the entire army of Israel. Benaiah, the son of Joadiah, the commander over the Sherathites and the Pelethites, the king's bodyguards, adorned Adoram, was over the forced labor. Jehoshaphat, the son of Ahilud, was recorder. Shiva, hold on the scribe and Zodok and Abithiar were priests. Also, Ira, the gyrate, who was the priest to David. These people are something else. Now we see all the nonsense that goes on between the children of Israel. And this is just between them. This is just between the children of Israel. I already told you, you know who the children of Israel are. You can't get five of them in the room together without somebody going crazy. Yeah, you know who the children of Israel are. Time and time again, when you read these scriptures, people are not going to notice this because the Ruach ain't dealing with them. But every nuance in here lets you know who the children of Israel are and their nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. It's the nonsense. It's embarrassing to the most high. The nonsense that the children of Israel continue to do. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on chapter 21. 
one through nine, the three years of famine for the Gibeonites ceases by hanging seven of Shaul's sons, Rizpah's kindness unto the dead. And um, this is uh, 2 Shemuel 21, one through nine already read, 10 and 11, Rizpah's kindness unto the dead, 12 through 14, David buries the bones of Shaul and Jonathan in his father's sepulchre. And 15 through 22, four battles against the Philistines, wherein four valiants of David slay four giants. The nonsense of it all, honey. The nonsense of it all. Okay. Now, this is the last chapter. This is chapter 21. We in the Amplified. I already told you. Simply because it's regular language, child. Not that old English D-Dow and all this other nonsense. Which, by the way is not the original language of the children of Israel, just saying. They got everybody doing this then thou, honey. I already told you, you're being fooled by the devil. Back to what I was saying. 2 Shemuel 21, Amplified. Gibeonite revenge. There was famine in the days of David for three consecutive years. I already told you, the Most High said since David um, sinned, David sinned. Most I said, I'm going to send a sword to your house. It didn't stop. Anyway, there was a famine in the days of David for three consecutive years. David sought the presence or the face of the Most High, asking for a reason why there's a, um, a famine. David's praying to the Most High, asking why there's a famine. David already know what it is, but we're going to get to the bottom of it. The Most High replied, it is because Shaul and his bloody house, because he put the Gibeonites to death. Uh-huh. So the king called the Gibeonites and spoke it to them. Now the Gibeonites were not the sons of the descendants of Yasharel, but the remnants of the survivors of the Amorites. Okay, the Israelites has sworn an oath to spare Shaul's people. And Shaul, in his zeal for the sons of Yashar, I'm oh, sorry, let me let me let me get this correct because I said something wrong. David, I'm sorry, Shaul was supposed to spare the Amorites. David was supposed to because um this happened a while ago. David was supposed to spare them and he didn't. And this was a part of why Shaul, the Most High, put a curse on him. So, and that's how David became king, because we already know that um, Shaul was the first king, David's the second king. But Shaul did not listen to the message of the Most High. I'm going to read it again, but Shaul did not listen to the message of the Most High. So David became king because the Most High said, Oh, I'm getting ready to, um, I'm getting ready to curse you. So David became king and now David's not listening. So the most high cursed David too. So now all this stuff is coming on David. So now I'm going to read it again so that you understand what's happening. The Gibeonite revenge. There was a famine. This is um, chapter 21. There was a famine in the, David, in the days of David for three consecutive years. And David sought the presence of the most high asking why. The Most High replied to David, is because of Shaul and his bloody house, because he put the Gibeonites to death. So the king 
called the Gibeonites and spoke to them. Now, the Gibeonites were not the sons, which are the descendants of the children of Israel, but the remnant and the survivors of the Amorites. And Yasharel has sworn an oath to spare them. So Shaul, in his zeal for the sons of uh, Israel and Judah, has sought to strike down the Gibeonites. Now, this happened, this, them all um, helping one another was in um, Exodus and Deuteronomy. That's how far back it was. Just giving you a little pin, okay? Pin in that. All that stuff happened when they were supposed to be helping out the um, Gibeonites, which they were really Amorites. That happened in Exodus and Deuteronomy. Just know that, okay? So David said to the Gibeonites, what should I do for you since Saul killed y'all off? How can I make it good so that you can... Um, you will bless the most high's inheritance in Israel. And the Gibeonites said to him, we will not accept silver or gold belonging to Shaul or his household. Understand this. It's important to know about the silver and gold too, honey. Well, the Gibeonites said, we're not going to, we are not going to uh, accept it. The silver or the gold belonging to Shaul or his house or his descendants. Nor is it for us to pay any man, put any man to death in Yasharel, David said. I will do for you whatever you say. So they said to the king, the man who consumed us and planned to exterminate us, to exterminate us from remaining in any territory in Israel, let seven men be chosen from the sons who are the descendants be given to us. Shaul's descendants be given to us so that they can hang them before the most the before the most high that is put them on display impaled listen because there wasn't no crosses impale them with broken legs and arms okay wasn't no crosses they impaled people I don't know where y'all got this cross nonsense from I already told you the devil uh, is fooling the world honey Okay, they think people was put on crosses. No, they wasn't. They was impaled because that's how um, those nations did it. Nobody wasn't doing all this uh, glorified stuff that they got people believing. That's what I was saying. In Gibeah of Shaul, chosen one from the Most High, and the king said, I will give them. Now, let me explain to you what's happening. The children who got cut down by Shaul's house is now complaining because there was an oath, and we're supposed to keep our oaths. That's the uh, the law. That's one of the laws. You're supposed to keep your oaths. You wasn't even supposed to be writing with pen and paper. You're supposed to keep your oath. Your word's supposed to be your bond. So the word was that you would protect those Amorites that went to war with you back in Exodus. So since they didn't do that, guess what? An eye for an eye. Another law. So now the children is coming complaining. So your people cut down our people. We want vengeance. Eye for eye in Old Testament and in New Testament, which didn't come yet. The law of sowing and reaping. Same thing. That's what I said, what I said. Anyway, so the uh, the the children of uh, the Amorites, they want vengeance. 
and David's getting ready to give it to him. He said, whatever you ask me, I'm going to do it because we have to keep our word, says the most high. Okay. So, shall, um, let seven men chosen from the sons or the descendants be given to us, the Ammonites, and we will hang them before the most high. That is, put them on display, impale them with broken arms and legs. In Gibeah of Shaul, who chosen one of the Most High. Wait a minute. Gibeah of Shaul, the chosen one of the Most High. And the king said, I will give them. So the king is getting ready to give them these people so they could kill them. Uh-huh. Eye for an eye. That's, that's a law. But the king spared the fifth. Oh, I can't even pronounce it. Mephiphosheth, Oof. the son of Jonathan, the son of Shaul, which is the grandson of Shaul, because of the Most High's oath that was between David and Shaul's son, Jonathan. So the king took the two sons of Rispa, the daughter of Aya, Aya, whom she bore to Shaul, Armoni and Mephiphosheth and the five sons of Merib, the daughter of Shaul, whom she had born to Ariel, the son of Barzillai, the Metholiite. He handed them over to the Gibeonites and they hanged them on the hill before the Most High and the seven died together. They were put to death in the first days of the grain harvest, the beginning of the barley harvest in the spring. Mm -hmm. So that's what happened to them. We supposed to keep our oaths. This is the law. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Rithpa, the daughter of Aya, took sackcloth, sackcloth and spread it out for herself on the rock from the beginning of the harvest in the spring until autumn. The rain fell on them and she allowed neither the birds of the sky to rest on their bodies by day nor the beasts of the fields to feed on them by night. David was told that Rispa, the daughter of Aya, the concubine of Shaul, had done. Then David went and took the bones of Shaul and Jonathan, his son, from the men of Jebesh Gilead, who had stolen them from the open square of Beth Sham, where the Philistines had hanged them on the day when the Philistines had killed Shaul and Gilboa. He brought up the bones of Shaul and Jonathan, his son, from there, and they gathered the bones from those who had been hanged with their arms and legs broken. They buried the bones of Shaul and Jonathan, his son, in the country of Benjamin in Zela, in the tomb of Kish, his father. 
And they all did as the king commanded. After that, the Most High was moved by prayer in the land. Mm -hmm. You sure better keep your um your word. The Most High is not playing with people and neither am I. You sure better keep your word. That's a part of the law. I told you how intricate things are. Things are just not just laid out any old kind of way. That's not how the Most High works. Okay. Anyway. And the Lord, by the way, of sowing and reaping, New Testament and eye for eye did not go away. Just saying. Because those who um those who kill by the sword are gonna be killed by the sword. Mm-hmm. Back to what I was saying. Now the Philistines were at war again with Yasharel. David went down by the servants, and as they fought against the Philistines, David became weary. Then Ishbai Benab who was among the descendants of the giant. Remember, there was giants in them days. Why is all of this important? Why is all of this important? Number one, people do not believe the scriptures simply because it ain't they scriptures. The house of Israel, this is your history book. Nobody else's. The Most High said he didn't give nothing to nobody else but the children of Israel. We are into Shemuel understand there was giants back there so if there was giants then there had to be fallen angels i already told you we're gonna go to a root the root of a matter we ain't gonna stay at the top we're gonna stay to the root of a matter because people understand well a lot of people don't understand why they here uh children of israel who are in the land of their captivity they want to understand why they here why was their forefathers brought as slaves why they have no idea they in the land of their captivity. This is all relevant. All of it. If I'm reading the children of Israel's history book and I'm reading about angels. Well, I didn't read about angels yet. I'm reading about giants. The giants came from the angels. That came down here and started having sex with the females. So that's where the angels came from. So when you talk about other nations in uh, conjunction with the children of Israel, honey, the other nations, like the Most High said, worship devils. The angels came down here having sex with the angel, uh, with the children of men, and and had spawn. Okay, all of this is relevant. So now I say to you, now I'm gonna read it again. Verse 15 in uh, chapter 21. Now the Philistines, who are the descendants of the giants, by the way, that was having sex with women and they were the fallen angels. And I already told you there's human beings that look like me and you and they ain't man. The DNA is telling they are not of men. They are fallen angels still to this day. 2023 just because you looking at somebody that look like a human being does not mean they a human being understand that know that don't forget that and i'm a i'm gonna prove it to you too the most high said be good to all people because you don't know if you entertain the angels uh-huh uh-huh back to what i was saying i'm gonna read it again are we on chat uh verse 15 um from chapter 21. Now the Philistines were at war again with Israel. The most high remember in the beginning told them kill all those, uh, kill off all those um, 
those uh, abominations because that's what the Philistines were because they came from the angels and humans. You better go to the book of Enoch. Anyway, back to the Philistines. They were at war with Yasharel again. So the humans are having war with the abominations that's part human, but look like man. Uh-huh. And David went down with his servants and they fought against the Philistines. David became weary, so he was tired. Because these Philistines is huge. Then Ishbi Benab, who was among the descendants of the giants, the weight of whose spear was 300 shekels, which is six pounds of bronze, was armed with a new sword and he intended to kill David. But Abishai, the son of Zeruah, came to David's aid and struck and killed the Philistine. Is there children of the angels walking around today? Yes. DNA reveals it. Did the Most High say he all will be revealed? Yes. Truth will be revealed in this life. <laughs> so you may be walking around looking like a human being, but your DNA say something totally different. Just saying, you're going to learn something here from this scriptures. You ain't never going to learn nothing like that in the church. Back to what I was saying. Then David's men swore to him, you shall not go again with us to battle so that you do not, you will not extinguish the lamp of Israel. So basically what they saying, oh no, David, we got to preserve you because you the king. We going to go out and start tearing these, uh, these abominations up. You are not going to go out fighting no more King David because we don't want you to get exhausted so that some abomination can kill you who look like a human being, but is not in the DNA cellular level to try to kill David. So therefore, we will not allow you to go out and, um, and fight with um, anybody no more. Because we got to preserve King David. So the um, the generals and all that said, mm -mm, we're not going to let David go out and fight. Usually that's what the king does. The king goes out to encourage the people to keep fighting. That's what happens. That's what happened in history. That's what happens here. But they saying, no, 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 we can't afford it. No, 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 no. We cannot afford to lose David. He's our prize, our treasure from the most high. So nope, we will not be allowing him to go out no more. We're going to fight these things who call themselves human beings and other people not human beings i already told you the devil this is we in the upside down now honey stranger things we in the upside down we in the matrix we in all that now because the truth is a lie and a lie is a truth oh my verse 18 after this there was war again with the philistines at gob at giza at that time, Sabipikai, I'm just going to leave it at that, the Hush Taolite killed Seth, who was among the descendants of the giant. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There was war with the Philistines again in Gob, and 
El Hathian, the son of Gerar Orgim, a Bethlehemite, killed Goliath the Gittite, whose spear shaft was like a beaver's beam. There was war at Gath again, where there was a great man of stature who was six, who had six fingers on each hand mm -hmm. and six toes on each foot. Is that human to you? Just saying. I, I want everybody who is at the sound of my voice because everybody thinks that, first of all, people think that this Bible is not real. Okay. They think it's a bunch of stories and it's just real. And it, I mean, not real. And it's a bunch of uh, metaphors and all that. That's the average person. That's not the children of Israel. I already told you the children of Israel is different. They different. They set aside people. The average people today don't believe that the Bible's real. That's number one, simply because the Bible's not theirs. I'm just telling you right out. The Bible is not theirs. Okay. The average people the Bible's not yours. The Bible is a history book for the children of Israel, period. In the book of, um, and I'm just going to say this before I finish this, in the book of Enoch, in the book of um, Barak, in the book of um, Daniel, in the book of um, Jeremiah, in the book of um, Ezra, major prophets, they tell you straight off that there's things walking around. Okay? Not only is there Gentiles uh, the children of Israel and heathens, most of them heathens is made up of something else. They look like they're human, but they're really not. They're not human. Their DNA is telling you something different. There are different types of humanoids that walk this earth. You better believe it. Different types of humanoids that walk this earth. They look just like me and you or not. Okay. Different shades, but they ain't human. Just saying, everything is relevant in the scriptures and they are pertaining to the children of Israel. This is why it's important. Every situation that goes on is relevant in this platform. Okay? Because we're going to connect the dots in this platform. Okay? For those people who believe in science and nothing else, they make making science their religion. Science dictates it itself that they are different types of humanoids, okay? I'm not making it up. Your own scientists are, make, are saying this. So if you don't believe me, a child of Israel, because many people, many Gentiles and heathens don't believe the children of Israel. They don't believe nothing they say. They don't um, trust them. They grab their pocketbooks when they walk down the street, all this. This is the time of Jacob's trouble, honey. We're going to get all of this. The Most High said, just hold on. You got to hold on till you die. So you got to go through all this nonsense. But there's going to be a time when the tides is going to turn. This is the prophecy. And I say that to say there's different types of humanoid beings and they all going to get their just deserves from the most high. Everything is relevant. Just letting you know, children of Israel getting their um, humiliation now, but there's going to be a time when the children of Israel is not going to get it no more. And these heathens is going to get what they get. Now I'm on chapter 20 and I'm going to read it all the way down. And there were, was war at Gath again where there was a man of great stature who had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, 24 in number. He also was a descendant of the giants. 
Now that's a DNA marker to let you know that they not human. Okay. But if you mix something else with humans long enough, they look like they're human, but their DNA tell them something else. And when he taunted and defied Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimei, David's brother, killed him. These four warriors were descended from the giant in Gath. Everything is relevant. I'm telling you, there's people with that kind of blood in them. Uh, fallen angel blood. There are people with fallen angel blood in their DNA. They look like humans, but they're not. There's people with fallen angel blood in their DNA. Everybody did not have fallen angel blood in their DNA. Just letting you know, everything's relevant. So like I said, verse 22, these four warriors were descendants from the giant in Gath and they fell by the hand of David's servants. This, that's all for that. But I'm going to say this. After the flood, there was still descendants from giants. Now, just because it said the flood washed everybody away, you need to go to other books because other books said that they was giants. Just when I say giants, just as big as clouds. So think about a cloud walking on earth. Look how big, look outside, go outside, look at the clouds on a clear day and see how big they are. Now imagine something that big walking on the earth and there's a flood. Is it going to be washed away? I need you to think about these things because this is not a lie. This is not a joke. People think that this is a lie and a joke, but only those people who have been brainwashed, number one, children of Israel, and those people who are heathens, those people who don't believe this book is real, even though it's not their book, never been their book, been stolen from the children of Israel and, and, and lied. Uh, people lie and say it's other, another uh, nation's book, but it really ain't. Everything I describe in here to you, children not getting along, everybody's haughty, everybody's stiff neck, not listening to one another, not loving one another, always running to other nations. Who could that possibly be? I ask you, you don't even have to have 10 brain cells in your head to know who that is. Because they're still doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes the children of Israel. They buy words, they all that. Nobody likes them. Nobody. And the Most High says this, nobody's going to like y'all. There's going to be people that perpetually hate you, children of Israel. They're going to take your stuff. They're going to dismantle your stuff. They're going to make you slaves. They're going to put you in jail. Child, how many times do I have to say it? This is strictly in the scriptures. Nevertheless, those people took the scriptures and is telling the children of Israel that they ain't the children of Israel, that they the heathens, that they supposed to go in bondage. They lying to the children of Israel left and right. Mm -hmm. The scripture said that the devil going to wear them saints out. And that's exactly what they're doing by lying, deceiving them, doing all kinds of stuff. Children of Israel, you need to turn around and beg. And I mean beg for forgiveness for the most high. The most high put everything in your house, in your cup, in your land, Everything. He gave you everything and you still spit in the most high's eye. And you wonder why somebody could walk down the street and kill you and it be business as usual because you still keep turning around, begging people to love you when you need to be begging the most high to love you.
Enough with the nonsense, children of Israel. And for the second flock who happen to be Gentiles, y'all need to turn and let the heathen know that they shouldn't be doing this to the most high's chosen children because at the end of it all, everybody's going to get their just due. That's what the most high said. This is what these scriptures are all about. Everybody's going to get their just due. And what is that? A law. Uh-huh. That's a law. The law did not go away until everything plays itself out. That's the short version. I say this to say, Everything is relevant. Everything in these scriptures is relevant to the children of Israel. Old Testament, all Old Testament. Old Testament is revealing what's going on. Revealing what's going on behind the flesh. Who's who in the cellular level. The, uh, the scriptures is revealing who the children of Israel are without saying the color. Because saying the color is a social construct. You, there's melanation and non-melanation because everything got melanation in it or else it wouldn't be colorful. Even non-melanated people have degrees of melanation in them. I already told you on the right side is melanation, straight melanation, dark, beautiful, rich skin. On the left side, which is the other side of the spectrum is non-melanation. Even, and I, when I say non-melanation, I mean white is white. White is a piece of paper because a piece of paper without lines, there's no melanin. So in between rich melanation and non-melanation are degrees of melanation. If there's somebody who call themselves Caucasian or um, 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 they could call themselves Caucasian or they could call themselves, um, uh, what do they call themselves? There's Caucasians and then there's um, um Anglo-Saxons or whatever they call themselves. If they have dark eyes, dark, you know, like brown eyes, not like brown, but brown eyes, dark hair, um, dark eyelashes, um, dark eyebrows. If they have dark uh, features in the hair, then they have melanation. If they don't have no um, darkness in them at all, they're albino. But it doesn't mean they're not of, of um, someone that's melanated. It's just all their melanin is stripped. So we have different types of um, countenance, I would say, because I'm going to use that scriptural word, countenance of people, which present themselves as dark, light, different shades of people. But it's all either melanated or non-melanated on a spectrum. Excuse me. Spectrum on a spectrum. I'm getting tongue tied here. So uh, in between being darkly, richly melanated and non-melanated at all, being an albino, and that could be um, any type of person from different nation nations. It just means the absence of melanin. And that's what it talks about in the scriptures. It talks about that. It don't talk about black and white, black and white in the grand scheme of things is a relatively new um, social construct made up by the masses to put people down. Now, before they had that, it was just melanated people or sun people or something like that. It was never the byword that was called to the children of Israel 
or anything like that. Now, I also want you to understand this. Melanated people are not all the same. I already said what I said. Just like non-melanated people are not all the same, because like I said, Anglo-Saxons and Caucasians, they're not the same. But someone who's ignorant would think they're the same. There's a lot of ignorance in the non-melanated community because they think all melanated people are the same and they're not. I already told you the spectrum from the right side is melanated, non-melanated people on the left side and everything in between are degrees of melanation, period. Because there are people who are um, of Caucasian and Anglo-Saxon descent that have melanation in them. Okay, this is how complex it is. It's not so simple like black and white, but people want you to think black and white is simple so that they can um, um, go against you and they can um, categorize you and they can put you in a box and they can make you feel like they can make you feel like you're less than. That's what they use as tools. That's what people need to understand. They need to understand this. Because it gets very convoluted when people um, start judging people and then there's discrimination and then what they call racism. What you don't understand is racism pertains to species. Now, there's different species of people. But what people do when they start doing all of this um, semantics and these are mostly the people who make uh, these social constructs. When you say race, you talk about, in the grand scheme of things, species. And there's only one race. However, when the fallen angels came down here, they start mixing with humans. That's when the problem began. They start mixing with humans. And they start becoming something else. But on the surface, they still look human. Okay? So that's what people, this is the truth. It's not a made up social construct by people. On this earth, right is wrong and wrong is right. And everything is upside down. Because what they call in right is wrong, especially in these last days. And what they call in wrong is right. This is why the most high said come out of the world. Because the world is deceiving you. The world is wicked. The God of this earth is the devil. The prince of this air is the devil. So what is he going to do? He's going to lie to everybody. So if he's telling the children of Israel, they ugly, they lips are big, they black, they this, they that. Then what is it really? What is the most high saying? Because the most high said, these are my children. So why would he make an ugly being? Does that even make sense to you? What I'm saying is the stuff that you taught is a lie. And the truth is in these daggone scriptures. When they talk about um, remnants of angels and, and remnants of um, remnants of angels is giants because uh, spirit and flesh, sorry. Yes. Um, spirit and flesh without a soul, spirit and flesh becomes um, giants. So without going into the whole book of uh, Enoch, I will say there are people down here that have different blood types that are not human. They walking around today, just like the children of Israel, the true children of Israel that came from the man, Yasharel, Yaakov are walking around today. 
in the land of their bondage. All right. With fleshly coats on that have different shades. Just like the children of the uh, giants, the descendants of the giants are walking around with fleshly coats on with different shades. And that's just how it is. That's the truth. I mean, all this other stuff that you're hearing and all this discrimination is a lie because you have no idea who's the true human and who's not. You don't know. You just know what you told and you're going around with it for those people who can benefit from it are doing it to the people who are not benefited from it. This is what it really is. It has nothing to do with skin color. It has a bunch to do with lies and who's who and what's what. That's why I said it's important to know who you are and who you belong to. That's why I say what I say. I'm not saying it for my health. When I'm reading these scriptures, it's coming out and telling you exactly what's going down. So with that, I say, I hope that every lesson that I give you, everything that I download that's relevant, I hope it all edifies you. I hope it sticks in your head. I hope it sticks in your heart. I hope it gives you critical thinking so that you could build your discernment because common sense ain't common. Everybody say, oh yeah, use your common sense, but can't do people really use it? Because I say common sense is like a muscle. If you don't use it, it's going to atrophy. And what happens when it atrophies? It dies. So then you don't have it at all. You're supposed to grow up with common sense because your mother and your father are supposed to instill it in you. But we already know what's going on in this land. Common sense and critical thinking, when it's used and is exercised and you following the most high, it turns into spiritual discernment. A lot of people don't have it. They don't have it. They can't make the connection. And with those who do have spiritual discernment and critical thinking and common sense, they look at the people who don't have it and they be like, this is simple stuff. Why don't you understand? There's a reason why you don't understand. Because you're not getting it. Most High says in different scriptures that wisdom is going to withdraw and people are going to be dumb as rocks. No common sense at all. That's what's happening today. There's going to be a time. Remember, we going through various times that's in scriptures. I'm just going to sit back and watch real quietly. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I hope that this lesson edified you. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of your Shabbat. And until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast.
it's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks. Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed and it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.